This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by ignorant top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Darson himself, Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good. I've just shared a half of a melon with a dog. <laughs> uh, it is winter time here in the south of London, south of London, south of England. <laughs> the uh, south, of and England. so we're we're kind of all in our we're, we're um, exercising our big court pro- protocol, as a friend calls it, uh, and we're all sort of considering whether to put the heating on. We're considering whether to put our big courts on, and everything just feels a little bit, little bit autumny, little bit Christmassy, Chris. Little Christmas fun. <laughs> They've already whipped out the Christmas decorations here in Japan. They've been right, like, it's been like Halloween okay. for like two. They have to sort of preemptively strike, uh, get a preemptive strike on the the seasons here in Japan. And even though Christmas yeah. is still like two and a half months away, they just want to get in. <laughs> they just want to do it. They love it. It's really weird. Do they? And uh, then... Do they have obviously the Americanization of uh, of Japan and Tokyo stuff? So is there any sort of mm. love for Thanksgiving? Is there a Thanksgiving vibe? Because obviously, um, they do Christmas just for a laugh. Surely they could get involved with the Thanksgiving nonsense. You'd think so, wouldn't you? But no, mm. there really isn't anything to do with Thanksgiving here. They, that's the one right. that has has steered clear of Japan. Alluded them. Yeah, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, Halloween and uh, Christmas are big deals here, mm. especially Halloween. Actually, yeah. Though, of course, as we reported last week, don't go to Shibuya on Halloween because you can't eat, drink, no. or smile on the night of Halloween now because of various <laughs> naughty things that happen there. Naughty but, boys uh, and Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. I'm in the Christmas spirit, no, though, already. Okay, now that there's like, right. trees and things around, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling Christmas. Now there's trees and things around. Like, what are the trees doing? This weird... Oh, like Christmas, Christmas trees. trees, sorry. Decoration. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I think just you spend all summer ignoring trees. Your your, your tree seasons are very much February for um, Hanami, and then you spend the most of summer ignoring trees. And then winter's on the menu. It's tree time, baby. It's tree time. Just the time for the trees to die. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah yeah. Normally at the start of the podcast we talk about what we've been up to. I actually don't know what mm. I've been up to. What what the hell have I done this week, Pete? Where have I been? What the hell have oh, you I done this week? Jeez, oh. Natsuki oh, was Natsuki. here. Natsuki yeah. was doing a, some kind of Was he doing live live and unleashed? He was doing like a live and unleashed kind of appearance or something. Was that in was that in Tokyo or was that in Sendai or was that somewhere else? Well, it's happening tonight in about an hour ah, and I'm going to be late because right. we're late to recording the podcast, so I'm going to be late Uh-oh. now. But, Natsuki, uh, he conjured up an event out of nothing, and nobody really knows <laughs> what's going to happen at the event. Um, right. Ian, who is like the producer for Journey Across Japan, a good friend, he has events every month, and um, mm. Natsuki turned to him and was like, I want to do an event. And Ian was like, okay, mm. mate, what do you want to do? 
And that's because, like, I don't know, but event. And so Ian's got this event. In one hour's time, 60 people will descend upon Tokyo for Natsuki's event. Nobody right. knows what's going to happen. And I have it on good authority that Dr. Jelly himself is going <sighs> to be making an appearance in his costume, in his lab coat, whatever the bloody hell he wears. So yeah, that's Joey's a, coming. So That's, that's outrageous. Although Dr. Jelly is his own, um, his own thing, um, Joey the anime man, obviously, um, uh, is, that, is the character of Dr. Jelly not part of the Braun Japan um, Marvel Universe? Will you have to, in, in, in many ways, <laughs> uh, just like when Hulk Hogan used to uh, appear, every year uh, the WWF had to pay um, Marvel for the use of the word Hulk. Um, oh is, is there, will their um, palms have to be um, greased to, to allow Dr. Jelly to appear? <laughs> I think Dr. Jelly's palms are already greasy enough. To <laughs> <laughs> no, your palms. Your palms for Dr. Jelly's appearance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Loud. yeah. yeah grease my palms. That's, why, that's why when grease wrestlers go over to AEW, they have different names because they have to. Edge becomes Adam Copeland, etc., etc. <laughs> well, I fear we are not as sophisticated as the world of wrestling. No. This is a, I mean, this event's True. a ragtag nightmare i you know i've got to turn up in an hour's time and hope <laughs> the venue hasn't exploded or natsuki's yeah. not burned it all down but yeah, it should be good and it, I it, doesn't sound, it doesn't it doesn't sound like he's got much of a plan it just sounds like he's just went event we're doing an event yeah and he's not got anything <laughs> sort of planned i think it's what's scary about natsuki is he doesn't realize that things take planning and yeah. skill sometimes like mm. he because with, with a brawn Japan, we we put it, we get it in place that he could just literally turn up and magic happens. You mm. know, all the teams are there, all the planning's there. Yeah, and he just turns up. What's happened this time is Natsuki's <laughs> turned up, and nobody mm. else has. And uh, yeah. yeah, so let's okay. let's see what happens. Let's see how that let's one goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my God. But I did show him around the studio, and he was very impressed to see his hair salon because you've got Natsuki's hair salon around the back, right? You can't mm. see it, sort of tucked around there somewhere. Um, and I filmed Natsuki's reaction to the uh, to the the new 1970s room, mm. and he uh, rustled through some drawers. It's interesting because he he discovered things that I hadn't discovered. There's a drawer, like a, a big old fashioned bit of furniture in the room, yeah. And in the bottom of it, there was like a big wooden elephant for no reason. Yeah. And I don't Free know what the story is there. Free elephant, and. <laughs> There was a, a bunch of old-fashioned matches, which Natsuki oh. then started to Used use to, to light, to light a cigarette, cigarette. Right there in the brand new studio, to which the point very flammable studio that's window. covered in paper and glue and all the flammable things in the world, <laughs> and he decides to just spark up a tab. I oh, know it's classic Natsuki, <laughs> but yeah, he, 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 it was fun. It was good seeing him, and good. Um, yeah, it was good stuff. But we got a story this week from Hugh, who begins. Hello, Chris and Pete. Long-time listener here. I took the plunge to visit Japan in October 2022, just as it was opening up for tourists again. After booking a Shinkansen seat with extra luggage on the JR website and working out Japan still has a fetish for paper. That it does. They love paper. I finally managed to use my JR pass to withdraw another ticket to board the Shinkansen from Tokyo to Kyoto. As I boarded, I wedged my small suitcase with wheels under my large backpack uh, at the back of the train and took my seat. I took out the bento box I'd purchased earlier and had a sip of my first ever Picari sweat, then put my earphones into the soundtrack of The Last Samurai. Is this a real thing you did? This sounds like a <laughs> fever dream of like what someone would imagine their first trip to Japan's going to be. Uh, a few minutes later, I felt a tap on my shoulder. 
Oh no, the, the, the last samurai soundtrack rudely interrupted. <laughs> uh, a ticket operator? I thought, ah, this will be like the usual trains on my commute to Wales. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I'll show my ticket and he'll be on his way. Easy. I showed my ticket, but was instead I was instead met by a furious barrage of what I can only assume wasn't very friendly words. I showed my ticket again, thinking this ticket operator has woken up on the wrong side of the bed and is now taking it out on the Gaijin foreigner. But this time, he pointed behind me. I glanced around and saw the gazes of a few people waiting at the entrance to the carriage. He looked at me and said, in English, Dangerous! It, was, <laughs> it wasn't my ticket that was the problem. It turned out my small hand luggage on wheels had slipped free and turned into a full-blown death trap and was rapidly sliding from one side of the carriage to another like some sort of underfunded episode of Total Wipeout. Quickly, I got up and attempted what was a cross between trying to stop a football and a cartoon sketch of someone slipping on a banana to stop it. After doing so, a few feeble simasens, simasens, were spoken, and I sat back down, red-faced at my seat, feeling the intense stare of three or four people that had been held up trying to get to their seats. All the best, Hugh, the train terrorist. Terrifying. Yeah. I mean, so I, the last time I was in Japan, I, I actually experienced somebody doing that, and it was a, a Japanese person who'd left their uh, who'd left their um, uh, their luggage to just roll around willy nilly, which is quite exciting. <laughs> but it is, but it is quite uh, it, it can be quite damaging, I think, because obviously you've got your entire life in uh, one bag. Uh, most people who come to Japan, so uh, there's some pr- and, and you know gifts and omiyagi and all that stuff as you're traveling around. Um, it can be quite a dangerous sort of wreck ball kind of situation yeah and you've got to be careful with this. I think it's happened to me once before with a mm. really big suitcase it's a miracle nobody died that day but <laughs> you've got to be wary of these things like yeah. I feel like we take a lot of things for granted on trains and uh, yeah I, I felt really bad I had loads of luggage behind me on my seat once like when you, when you mm. book a bullet train somewhere long distance like Kyoto you have to get like a special seat for oversized mm. luggage and then you can put the luggage behind you yes. and I remember packing it all in sitting in my seat and then this this poor woman must have been in her mid-30s turned up with a pram with like two children in it and mm. clearly she was hoping to put her bag there because it turned yeah. out she was sitting next to me and it was a bit like, of an awkward no moment where I was like oh my goodness <laughs> yeah I think I, my luggage is more important than your children and your my pram lug- I, think my, I think my collection of <laughs> antique bowling balls is more uh, is more valuable as they scatter around the Shinkansen vestibule <laughs> but like yeah I, I felt really bad and uh, I had to I, I helped to pack a pram and, and get the kids it was a bit awkward but uh, yeah bear that in mind bear that in mind hmm. but what is going on in Japan this week Mr. Dawson what is the news fill us in what's going down in Japan <sighs> Well, it, this is a story that we um, spoke about a little while ago. Um, obviously, the, the, there was a guy who um, is, is now kind of known as the sushi terrorist. Um, if you say sushi, sushi terrorist, terrorist in Japan, everyone knows exactly who it, who it is. Um, there, was a, there was a person in uh, a sushi restaurant in Nagoya City in Aichi, um, uh, a man was filmed, recorded, drinking straight from the um, soy sauce bottle, um, which, you know what I mean, the b- best case scenario there, you're going to end up with soy sauce in your mouth, which is disgusting. <laughs> like, a big mouthful of soy sauce. Um, that was and a punishment. He, yeah, and he was, was sort of stealing, he was sort of stealing sushi from plates and stuff. Um, he was doing all kinds of absolutely crazy stuff. But there, 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 was, there were two sort of separate incidents. There was that guy, and then there was um, there was the other guy who uh, sort of messed around with the food and stuff. Anyway, 
Um, the Kurazushi perpetrator of what was dubbed sushi terrorism by the media was found guilty uh, this week by Nagoya District Court Judge Yoichi Omura. Uh, it was a pretty open and shut case because, uh, well, he was filmed doing it. Uh, the man in the video, 21-year-old Ryuga Yoshino, was handed down a five-year suspended sentence on a three-year prison sentence. Uh, He will not appeal. He spoke to the media after the uh, verdict. He appeared remorseful, telling reporters I'm truly sorry. The first thing I will do is reflect and make up for what I did. I think it's more important to want to make amends even just a little with the people who I caused trouble than it is to worry about myself. Is this a little much? Is is this a little much? I'm I'm just trying to get a read for someone who messes around with sushi (sighs) before I tell you precisely why it's not a little much. Because... um, it should be, uh, 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 you might feel sorry for this chap, uh, but it should be noted that at the same That's trial, he insane. was also found guilty of pimping out his 15-year-old girlfriend from December to March oh of this God. year. So, you, 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 at one point, you're sort of going, right, it, does a responsible society <laughs> imprison a man who has just, you know, licked a, a soy sauce <laughs> bottle and eaten some sushi? I mean, he's clearly got other things going on. So uh, it's, uh, I mean, th- that that p- this part of it seems to be more incredible, <laughs> uh, bearing in mind his age, his girlfriend's age, etc., etc. It's it's and 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 the thing about this new story is nobody's really talking about the pimping out of the fifteen-year-old girlfriend. They're all talking about him licking a soy sauce bottle because that's the one that shocked society. Hmm. Yeah, it seems Omura has his fingers in many pies. The pies oh, of crime, one might least... say. Right, thank and... you. <laughs> but like, it's, this is messed up. What a weirdo! Bloody hell! Lock but it's a story head. that it's a story Christ. that we've heard time Christ. and time again, like Christ. over the past few months. I've, like, I think we've heard more about this sushi terrorist. <laughs> the than pimping we've heard of about the sushi, the, like, the murder what? of the president, <laughs> the murder of the prime minister. Ah, we yes. heard more about that than that. It's crazy. I mean, there's been all sorts of sushi cases over the last year right between licking somebody i think was it last year somebody licked some sushi on like hmm. took off the conveyor belt licked it and then right. put it back on and uh that caused a stir and i remember earlier this year in january i released a video called i tried every sushi in japan with ryotaro and it hmm. was sponsored by a big sushi company whose name i don't remember fuck what are they called is it real sushi company names uh, Yoshin, not not Yoshinoya. Uh, Kura, no. Kura Sushi. No, no, it's not that one. Well, they, well, no. they're the ones that got upset about the man licking the soy sauce bottle. Um, they, they were a couple of years ago uh, releasing um, sort of lucky boxes um, with um, free cake inside. They would send you free cake, even though they're a sushi company. It's very confusing. <laughs> it wasn't that. No, it's no. it was uh, Sushiro, Sushiro, the biggest Sushiro. Sushi company okay, they got there in the end. Yeah. And there was a, um, yeah, a lot of people thought it was a PR response to the situation because we'd filmed the video in December. Then I think at the end of December, everybody licked all the sushi, like you mm. do, and all the crimes yeah, yeah. unfolded. And then nothing, in January, our video to do came in winter, out. Is there? <laughs> no, nobody's got anything better to do. And, uh, yeah. and people thought, oh, su- somebody said, like, oh, Sushi Rose responded quickly. As if, like, I, me and Riotaro were some sort of crisis team brought in to rejuvenate mm. the image of the sullied sushi brand. But no, it was, just, <laughs> it was just unfortunate or lucky timing, depending on however you look at it. But, uh, mm. yeah, it's unfortunate. And what you've noticed now is places like Sushiro and a lot of other sushi conveyor belt sushi restaurants have stopped doing the conveyor belts altogether. Um, right. Wait, it's... Not the ones where you order it and it comes straight to you, but the ones where they put the sushi out and it sort of goes around all day. Constant and rotation, to be fair, yeah. 
Yeah, constant rotation. And to be fair, I don't really like eating them anyway because the sushi's been left out sometimes for like an hour. They're, they're quite sort of like tourist way. trappy, I find. Is that fair to say? Mm. Like a lot, a lot mm. of those places seem quite... You know, they're never staffed by Japanese people. They're always just kind of like in, in tourist... They're always in like them Dot and Borry right on the river sort of thing. Those, uh, those, yeah, those yeah. rotationals. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. I'd say that's accurate. Um, yeah, so I... I don't really mind the fact they've had to take sushi off the conveyor belts for mm. those sort of ones and let it go around all day. Um, but yeah, I, I, and there was all sorts of tech. Sushiro or another sushi company, I think that was Kuda Sushi, they implemented like laser cameras to see where the sushi <laughs> had been removed and all this stuff. It was like the future, right? It was all very like Orwellian sushi. You right? should just get Orwell's like a little kind of lock. They should come around in like lock boxes and you have the combination and you've got a kind of one. Or, or the key. <laughs> you have a key, so it takes quite a while to unlock it all. And a bomb, just to spice things up. You've got to unlock it in, well, I mean, you have a 30 surely, seconds. I imagine if you've got like one of these restaurants, presumably um, having a conveyor belt is a pretty massive undertaking, fitting that to your business in, in the middle of it. So like, you've got to find some reason for the conveyor belt to exist. So just put little trinkets, maybe a toy train sort of going round. That would cheer everyone up, wouldn't it? Condiments. A toy train. You could just have one bottle of vinegar soy sauce and it just rotates round and you grab it and you put it back so just have it for the condiments uh, I am glad Pete Dawson doesn't have a sushi restaurant or a conveyor no, belt restaurant true. I dread to think what you'd put on the bloody conveyor belt you'd be sitting there minding your business and a bloody katana sword would come sweeping <laughs> past yoghurts I mean, loads of yoghurts yoghurts and, th- and then there was the case of a YouTuber who put like a GoPro on a conveyor belt mm, and it went round yeah. and upset everyone it's a shame because it looked visually, it looks kind of cool because the camera goes past everyone mm. and it's like a perspective that you never get to see, right? That's a really yeah. cool perspective. But the sushi restaurant wasn't so happy about that no. because of various it's not clean. <laughs> health and safety. And also the camera went straight into the kitchen and like filmed the chef and it was all yeah, a bit like, oh my God. Like that. No. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the world of sushi, it's in turmoil for many reasons, but uh, it's a shame. <laughs> but uh, if you go to a sushi restaurant, guys, and you're wondering... Why the conveyor belts are empty when they once weren't. That mm. is why, unfortunately. Sushi terrorism. Licking. More stupid L- phrase. Licking has happened. And it's big money as well. Like, it lost, uh, I think it wiped a lot of money off of, uh, mm. off of uh, some of the big sushi brands. They lost like $50 million in market capitalization because Wild. of the guy licking a soy. Well, look, one, one licked soy sauce bottle. One licked soy sauce the- bottle. If it were, who thought? Who, who, who says that this man wasn't in the uh, employ of a rival sushi brand? That's what I'm saying. That's true. Well, that would be it's just, it's just sushi not cricket, espionage. <laughs> sushi espionage, <laughs> lovely. Sushi espionage, sushi terrorism, whatever you call it. Yeah. Go and enjoy sushi. Go and enjoy it. Psst, but nice. don't Good. lick the bottle and don't, don't, don't lick the things and put them back on the belt. Yeah. Things you there can you lick go. in a sushi restaurant. The food you've bought. That's it. The food you've ordered, lick away. Lick every last grain of rice off that sushi if you want, mate. But just don't lick anything else that anyone else is going to touch, all right? Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. But also, the best sushi restaurant in Japan in my book is Sushi Zanmai, and it's not a conveyor belt. It's just very good. They just bring okay. it out to you like normal humans do. And that's good. The the worst sushi restaurant, I think, is Genki Sushi. I don't know if it still exists. I think it does. Mm. And it's in Shibuya. And there's always a very big queue for it. Uh, it's very cheap. It's not very good. But people love it. <laughs> and I don't... Yeah. It's a real shame. Because if that's people... If that's your first experience of sushi, 
it's it's that's sad. I'm that always surprised about is it Uwabi Uwabi sushi in in Shibuya near the Love Hotel district um, near that bar that has like an, a fighting octagon in it an MMA octagon in there um, mm. the the one that you you order with an iPad and it's um, they have quite a lot of nice seasonal dishes to be fair but um, it comes out as a little train and then. F's off again, <laughs> and comes back with some more food, and then F's off again. Uh, and uh, did you go that, there? That's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've always gone there. It's really nice. It's like it's very, very popular. Uh, so you have got really picky mm. times. Um, like choose the start of the week and choose around about like five pm rather than um, seven because just it just gets yeah. way too busy. You, uh, you're you're just in that position where you just sat in reception waiting for a table. There's a lot of churns, a lot of turnover, but it is uh, it's it's a bit of a pain in the bum to wait. Yeah, that's a really good bit of advice, actually. Like, if you want to go to any restaurant in Japan, don't go at 7 p.m. Get there go a bit any time before that, and you'll be fine. 7 p.m., I swear to God, like, if you go to a restaurant in Japan, 5 p.m., empty. If you yeah. go at 6 p.m., it's like 20%. 6.30 p.m., 50%. Mm. 6.45, 70%. 7 p.m., 100%. You're stuffed. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's 7 p.m. Make sure yeah. you get there before then. Otherwise, I've, you're I've not always... going to be eating at the restaurant. If if you're out for like a night out and stuff, I've always recommended, bearing in mind like jet lag being what it is, you're always going to be a little bit tired. So go and have some food at about half four five and then get your head down for an hour and a half and then you're fresh for um, absolutely soaking up all that alcohol uh, and to go out properly. That's always how I've, I've done it. And uh, it served me very well in, in, in the uh, previous years. Peace drinking tips. There you go. It is, and don't yeah. forget you to have a you Ukon no Chikara. Ukon yes. no Chikara, the... Uh, thing that stops little, you having a hangover the, the allegedly little bottle with a the little bottle with a picture of a liver on it <laughs> i still maintain it doesn't work but it tastes no. all right yeah. and it's worth a punt isn't it it's worth a shot <laughs> worth a shot yeah we're we'll back in just a moment guys with your stories comments and questions in the facts machine when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Donaldson, take it away. Hello there, cordial Chris and pleasant Pete, or spontaneous guest. Um, I've started listening to your guys' podcast around February of this year, and I've uh, been binge listening since the very first episode. I'm happy to report that after many months of listening, I'm almost there to the latest episode of a Braun Japan podcast. Yes, that's right, I am almost there, and you can't stop me. I am coming. I am inevitable. Um, this uh, this email is um, even listeners. more frightening. Well, his name's um, Socrates <laughs> from the Bronx, which is amazing. Um, wow. I want you to I want to send this email to congratulate you guys into finally converting into video format after so many years. And also wanted to ask a question you've mentioned before that if you were to upload video podcasts into YouTube, that you would uh, feel like you wouldn't be able to express yourself as you would in audio format. Do you believe that this still holds true? Thank you a lot for your uh, hard work for our entertainment. Hope to hear you read this email out in the future. Sincerely, your boy, Socrates from the Bronx. The coolest email I've oh. had recently. <laughs> <laughs> Socrates from the Bronx. I hope that's a real person's name because that is amazing. I mean, mm. I don't know. Going forward into doing YouTube videos, it's been kind of good, I think. It's nice. I, I think most of our listenership on the podcast is still there listening. But we've also mm. got a new audience on YouTube, so mm. we kind of have our cake and eat it, which reminds yeah. me you to eat some cake. Eat some but cake. <laughs> I, it's good. It's good. And I, I do enjoy it. I feel like I feel like pretty pumped and ready to go doing YouTube with the camera on me. I feel mm. the pressure's there in a way yeah. that I didn't have before. Uh, so yeah, and no, it's cool. I, I'm enjoying. Chris it. would sometimes Chris would sometimes do his show um, when he's just lying down on a bed after a big family chicky um, <laughs> orgy. <laughs> He'd just sit there, and, 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 and it was it was it was disgusting to see. It really was. Um, I would say that um, <laughs> my battle with uploading the show, one of the shows uh, last week, because I said the word nipple five times. Um, I was trying to figure out why the YouTube algorithm kept demonetizing. You did it again. Well, I've it said again. it once. I think you're allowed to say nipple once. I mean, you should be able to say Ooh. male nipple as many times mm. as you want. But I, uh, but, um, I had to remove two um, words uh, just simply because it kept demonetizing us. So for me, it's a fascinating um, mm. uh, you know, look at what, what the YouTube algorithm is, why it hates certain things, and why it's so very strange. But uh, we'll get there, Chris. We'll True. figure it out. <laughs> Nipple. Yeah, it's, that's the only <laughs> downside, uh, having to rein in our vocabulary a little bit. But maybe it's for the best. Maybe we can open up a more family-friendly audience, Pete. Piss off. Uh, <laughs> I was really scared. When I did a book signing back in like Nottingham, um, somebody brought over their two kids who were like 10 or 11. Right. And they were like, I always listen and watch Abroad in Japan. And I'm like, oh, my God. Sounds like an old lady. That's, Sounds like, that's are you sure it wasn't Benjamin Button? <laughs> it didn't sound like that, but, like, <laughs> I was, re- I was like, disease. Oh, you know, I think all the horrible things I say, and it's like, yeah. Jesus, that's, that's terrifying. You know, I remember Sorry. got an angry email in my second or third year doing YouTube, and it was like, I really like your videos, but I watch my videos with my son, David. And now we can't, because you said the F word. You dropped the F bomb. Please don't, and I was like, don't watch it with David. David's not my demographic. Yeah, David sounds, David sounds like he could. He, he's having now, a terrible time. 
But now, maybe in an act of desperation, I can appeal to a younger audience and widen the net, so to speak. Mm. So well, David could be a bit. David's, pro- David's probably quite old enough now. He's probably using f words of his own. <laughs> he probably is. Yeah, so, yeah he's probably Ooh. in his twenties now. Which mm. takes us through to our second question. It's from Hassan. He says, "Hello, crikey, Chris and poignant Pete. Uh, I'm from Benghazi, Libya." As a long-time wow. listener, dedicated viewer, I never skip a beat in uploads. And your videos are among the first in my YouTube binge at the end of the day. Well, thank you very much, Hassan. Shame there's only like one video every three months. But, but I've got a big project coming up, and there'll soon be lots of videos. More on that in a future episode. But enough about me, and on to my friend, who took the Japanese language learning route and made significant progress in a short amount of time, even passing JLPT N5 level. He was even able to hold conversations with native speakers he found online. However, all of this came crashing down when he realized, oh dear, that he doesn't even want to live in Japan due to its infamous work culture. My question is, what are some things he can do or take advantage of the Japanese language so it wasn't all for nothing? Best of wishes, kindly, Hassan. Oh, that's a shit. Well, can't he come here on holiday at least for like a month? Then, or like yeah. just come here for a holiday every year for like two weeks, mm. like Pete Donaldson does. Pete masters Japanese there. and he comes here now and uses <laughs> what he's learnt. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Sparingly. And you go and I'll, I've always wanted to go to uh, Libya, so uh, I'll stay in your house. Hassan, or your friend's house, um, <laughs> and you can go to Japan, and I'll look after your house. So cool, yeah, deal, super. Ultimate house swap. Ultimate house. Yeah, swap. I will. Co- if you live <laughs> on the Greek or Libyan Peninsula, I will. I will come and l- lend your house for a bit, guaranteed. <laughs> Beautiful part of the world. My God, <laughs> I don't know though. I mean, how is how would Japanese be useful if you weren't going to live in Japan? I think to impress your friends. And be like, oh, look, this is the mm. kanji for cat. And be like, oh, oh. Yeah. like that would be cool. Uh, I mean, watch I, I a know Japanese of, film. Yeah, manga, that all, that, all that good stuff. Video ga- I mean, you could a lot of video games get released in Japan first and then they get localised in, in the West. So mm. you could be playing the Yakuza games like at least four months earlier. Exactly. And the sad truth is, though, N5, you, it's like nothing. You, you really... You're probably N5 level, Pete. So it's not as good as it, as your friends made it out to be, to be honest, uh, Hassan. Right. I think, uh, that, yeah, he can't do as much as you'd think. But we've got one last question from Hannah from Seattle, who says, Hello, Chris and Pete. I'm going to visit Japan in a couple of weeks, and I'm staying with some friends down in Kyushu. Uh, from having Japanese friends and learning what I can about the culture, I know that they take their nighttime baths very seriously with the family, all sharing the bath water, one after another. My question is, will my husband and I be invited to do this as well while we're staying there? Or as someone who showers and does my hair in the morning, I'm feeling a little bit stressed about taking part in this ritual. How long are people staying in this bath? (laughs) In this bath. Is each person in there for an hour? Or is it like a 15-minute soak? If I don't want to bathe at night, will I offend them? Love the podcast. You keep me sane. Hannah from Seattle. What do you think, Pete? What, just, what would just you do? Just get in there, splash around for a little bit, pretend you're having a bath, and go, oh, lovely. Um, I, I, surely they will suspend <laughs> the usual um, bathwater-sharing festivities um, for guests, surely. I mean, it it's all sounds a bit tin bath in the front room for me, <laughs> being from the northeast. Yeah, I, I must admit, it's, it's the one part of the culture I'm a little bit like sharing the same water like that it's a bit hmm. don't know if I want it's a bit old school it's a, it, it, I feel like it's the sort of thing that people get very excited about but it doesn't actually ever happen anymore no and I, I think I think 
in that case, I highly doubt mm. they would expect you to share the family bathwater. I think mm. if it's your 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 brother, your sister, mother, dad, all in the same place, I think that's fine. But I think for guests, they would change the bathwater. I would hope so, anyway. But what you do mm. in a Japanese bath, of course, is you, you shower and scrub. You sit down, you shower, you scrub. So the idea is you're very clean by the time you get in the bath, and then the bathwater stays clean. So yes. it's not as dirty, maybe, as you think, but... Yeah, I won't worry about it. Just do what you want. They won't get offended. Yeah. No one will care. They won't get offended. If they get offended, that's just odd. Yeah. Splash water so, in their eyes. <laughs> Squirt mate bubble bath in their eyes. <laughs> Splash some bubble bath in their eyes. Run out the door to freedom. Back to Seattle. <laughs> Keep the stories, questions coming in to broadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We're taking your questions in the YouTube comments section as well. But nobody's been doing it. We've have, we have like a guy. His name's Dave. Everyone's called Dave. Oh. Dave okay. goes through the YouTube comments looking for questions. He said he didn't mm. find any in the last episode, but right. there's lots of comments. But just just write question, fax machine, hashtag fax machine question, and we'll we'll pick one out. Right, Pete? Hashtag, hashtag fax mas- machine. Just, just hashtag fax machine. <laughs> we can't say hashtag, it. Hashtag, hashtag fax hashtag, machine. Hashtag fax machine. Oh, God. Hashtag fax machine, hashtag and we'll read out your question. Machine. All right? Hashtag fax machine. That's all we need. All right? No more, and that- no less. <laughs> I'm helping you out here, and that is a, I'm helping Dave out and here. That, <laughs> and that is a tongue twister Pete Dolson promise right there. It is. But for now, guys, yeah. have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here. Do all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Have a good one. Goodbye. Fax Machine question. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com